0: Welcome to the Greenville Smart Podcast. I'm your host, Elaine McNamara, the Director of Greenville Smart, Executive Director of the Greenville Chamber of Commerce. With me, as it is most days when I'm lucky, my producer Deloy Cole. <laughs> Say hello, Deloy.
1: Hello. Good morning.
0: Good to see you. Good to hear you. And with us today is our special guest, first time on the podcast, BJ Fink, Head Coach of Greenville University's eSports. Welcome, BJ.
1: Yay. you guys. Good to see you, uh, BJ.
0: We're so excited to have you because this is something completely new, especially for a couple of old farts like myself and Deloitte, although Deloitte's is much <laughs> hipper than I am. Uh, Whoa.
1: Whoa. <laughs>
0: but um, we are very excited about esports, and a lot of people don't know what that means. Esports, what are you talking about? Can you tell everyone what it means to have an esports team anywhere? What, what does that involve?
2: yeah quite a few things um but the best way you know of course to uh, just started, i always tell people it's like email it's electronic sports just like electronic mail when that came out so it's it's different in that regard from all the physical things and um, a lot of people even when you say hey I'm, I'm in esports and then i ask somebody what what do they play they say oh i play soccer or basketball and i was like well that's not what i mean um you know then i have to say video games so esports, first and foremost, is about video games. Um, it's a it's a team sport, uh, which is also a little confusing because people are like, "Well, how do you how do you have a team for video games? What does that even mean?" Um, so it's uh, there's a lot that goes on with it, and of course, right now the industry is still deciding what it wants to be. Um, so. The structure and the way everything works um, is very fluid. There, are, <laughs> there are few rules and um, things that you're supposed to do. There's no set way of doing things. Whereas other sports, you know, have been around for a hundred years or more. Mm-hmm. This is new. I mean, it's only been developing. Of course, the original esports they talk about was in the '80s with the arcade games. Uh, that's when it kicked off, right? Yeah um and that that was the competitive scene but now it's you know fully online on your pcs and your consoles uh in different things like that um but at its core i mean esports especially here at the the college level consists of a set of games and a set of players for each of those video games
1: can you can you talk a little bit about um even though it's just kind of starting and getting organized um a lot of universities are already considering it a varsity sport
2: yeah yeah it has i mean it it has exploded um it originally started i forget the exact year but it was at Robert Morris University up in Chicago um they were the first school university to have an esports team um but back in 2014 there were only 95 Teams across the country, and that was uh, schools, private teams, public teams, whatever you want to call it. So, um, there were only ninety five. Four years later, in two thousand eighteen, there were over twelve hundred, and four hundred and seventy five of those were at the university level. Wow!
0: Oh, that's amazing.
2: So it's—I mean, it's yeah—it's growing. It's growing fast. How, it's I to guess. Keep up with.
1: Yeah, I guess my question is: It's a varsity sport, but yet. Um, we still—it's not like in the in the NCAA at this point or anything. No, like
2: that. Um, and part of that is, is being so new and growing so fast. Um, I mean, higher ed traditionally is is slow to take hold of things, and the NCAA takes its time as well, right? The way we kind of all know these right. things, and, uh, esports moves faster than anyone can kind of wrap their heads around. Um, there is a governing body that's developing. Um, it's the NACE. Um, and that's specifically for esports. Uh, they don't quite uh, offer anything yet. There's an, the organization. They offer some classes on maybe if you want to start esports, and they have a conference. Uh, but they right. don't offer any tournaments or organized leagues of any kind at this point. Um, right.
1: So I would think I would think one of the challenges is, um, like other sports, they have a specific set of rules around a specific game. And it tends to be consistent from year to year.
2: And yeah. in the video
1: video game world, games are changing constantly and games come in and out of popularity. So you don't yeah. have that consistency of the same game necessarily from year to year.
0: And, and is it the same games for, uh, like, say, this year? Is every inter- university that's in this, do they, are they all playing the same games?
2: Yeah, great question. So games change, they change popularity. Uh, Some universities have actually, they start their programs based on one game. Um, I did not want to do that here at Greenville because it could change next year. You don't know, this year we're playing this game, but next year we may play a whole slew of other ones because of the supply and demand, you know, Uh, what's popular, what's not. And most universities that have esports are playing the same set of games. We all may play a couple different ones ourselves, but there will be other universities that have them. Um, there's a set group of games that the, the companies that develop these games have added uh, a really competitive mode to them so that you can play with teams. And typically, those sort of games are the ones that universities will pick up. Games like Overwatch, uh, League of Legends. Uh, Fortnite, uh, there's now, you know, Call of Duty, Call of Duty Warzone, any of your sports games like Madden, FIFA, NBA 2K, um, things like that. Anything that kind of has a competitive scene to it, uh, universities are trying to pick up.
0: Do do the players, do they do mostly one-on-one games or do they play as teams against other teams at the same time?
2: Yeah, so we will we will play uh, a game like Overwatch, for example, has uh, six player six characters on each team in the game and so you have one of our players that picks a character Uh, so there are six of our players and we would play six players at another university in the game
1: so would you have the same dynamics as a like a basketball team where you kind of have a point guard and a center you have different roles and um is team chemistry important
2: oh man yeah no team chemistry is Is so important, uh, especially for, for gamers, gamers are notoriously individualistic, um, the style they play, they want to play it this way. They don't want to listen to somebody else. Uh, so part of the difficulty in bringing a structure is kind of breaking in all the players to the idea of teamwork. They don't know what that means. If they're not playing with their best friends who they've played video games with for five to 10 years, they don't know how to adapt to a new player um and it's or play style or or be adaptable at all um so that can be a huge challenge and i've definitely found that to be the case even you know with players here at greenville you have to like tell them this is what it means to be on a team you have to listen to your teammates you can't just run off in the game and do your own thing Um, we saw that with uh games like overwatch or things like that player to player are our students may have better skill sets. They may be better at the video game. But if we don't play as a team, we will lose to players who are actually worse than we are, but have better teamwork.
0: Ah, that's, that's probably something people don't know, that the teamwork part of it is, is a big deal. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and because you're all looking at your own computer screens, if you don't say the right word, it's not like you can all look at the same basketball court. You have a different view on your own screen than somebody else does. So you literally have to say the exact word that you mean in order to communicate what you're trying to tell somebody to do.
0: So do you, do you have – so you're talking about using the exact word. Are there, are there plays, like – like they would
2: have. You can, yeah, you can actually develop plays. You can develop your own lingo for your team, certain words. Um, so, if you are, you know, on a game like Overwatch, moving through the map to secure an objective, um, you need to say, hey, pushing forward, pulling back. Um, you use terms like on your left, on your right, different things like that that would indicate where your teammates need to look, um, where they need to go. And there are different characters that have different skill sets in the game. So to Deloitte's other question there, it was um, you have healers, you have characters that are dealing damage, you have, you know, they call support tanks, DPS. There's different terms for all of these, but certain characters do different things. So you want players who kind of have a mindset for that character type um to play those characters so that they can maneuver as a team and oh my character is taking damage so i need one of our players who's a a healing character to come in and heal that while also not taking damage themselves and moving as a team uh, to do some of those so you do have different roles um each squad for each game will have a a squad captain so kind of like a team captain but on a smaller scale uh, just for their squad of five or six players
0: wow it's, it's so much more complex, I think. Than I, I think there's just people just don't know about it. They don't have yeah. so much to learn. Um, so when you play another university and with other sports, uh, aren't universities are ranked by size, and, right? But and d- does that matter in esports?
2: Not yet, not yet. Um, so we actually um, play D one through D three universities and in. Interestingly enough, what I have found is that more D2 and D3 schools have esports teams than D1 universities. Oh. Hmm. So those big schools will have a student club for gaming and it's all run by their students. And we, may, we might actually play them in some of these tournaments, but they don't actually have a staff member or coach in charge of their programs at all. Why do you I- think that is? Honestly, I would probably chalk it up to they don't need the money right away, so they don't see it as maybe a need to develop something um, that especially doesn't have a governing body at this point. Yeah. Right.
1: So, so tell us, give us a little bit of history. Um, I mean, you are a full-time coach at this point.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: At a at a small D three school, um, and how did the how did the program get started at Greenville, and maybe you know how it's grown? How many students are involved right now?
2: Yeah. Um so we had of course I graduated here in two thousand twelve. At that point we didn't even have a gaming club. Um so sometime between then and 2017 when I came back to work at Greenville, the club had started and you, Deloitte, were a staff sponsor for a little while, the staff advisor for that.
1: Carpe Um, DM. Yeah,
2: right. There you go. And it, it really, you know, kind of started there. You guys got the computers um, for the little gaming studio, and that kind of got some of the students thinking. So when I was asked them to be the advisor, I think it was March of eighteen. Uh, I sat down with those students and asked them what they wanted to do, and they really wanted to be competitive in esports. They wanted to get that going. Uh, so we just sat down and worked through some of that. We um, picked the games that they wanted to play, set out to see what we needed for those games, how we could compete in those, what the tournament scenes were, and then a lot of paperwork later, budget proposals, things like that, going through testing it. Uh, and so over the, um, the year, we kind of did a pilot program over 18 and 19. We played Overwatch and Rainbow Six um, with those two teams and tried to figure out how this was going to work, gauge whether or not we could get recruits for that. And we could. Uh, over that year, we got uh, 15 new students to, to join Greenville for esports uh, for the following fall. And uh, then it went well enough that we decided to make it a varsity program.
0: That's awesome. Um, well, I just lost my train of thought, but I was going <laughs> to ask this anyway. Um, oh, I know what it was. So I know that you guys, you, you did travel recently. Um, was it for a tournament possibly?
2: Yeah, yeah. We went to Orlando.
0: Right. Is there, is there travel involved very often with esports, as, as there are with other teams that, where they have to travel?
2: Right. Uh, and, I mean, the answer is no, without a doubt. Um, most of our games are played on computers, mm-hmm. and they are played over the Internet. Yes. The select few that are not, such as, you know, some of those games that, that are played on consoles – Uh, like the Nintendo or a PlayStation or things like that, while they have online capabilities, they're not as reliable as something on a computer. So specifically with Nintendo's and playing super smash brothers, um, that one has a huge competitive scene nationwide. Um, Lots of, you know, tournaments outside of schools and just public tournaments, anybody can join. Um, But they rank players. I mean, each state has its top, you know, 50 players and, this and that you, you go play against these people and try to do better. But the, the tournament scenes have huge cash prizes and different things like that. So for the college scene, those are the few games that we would travel for because they do in-person tournaments where you bring your own TV, your own console, uh, and you set it up and you play against, you know, whoever you're assigned to play against. So we actually went to Vanderbilt university uh, in November of last fall and participated in the qualifiers for this tournament and passed that stage so we went down to orlando because they roped that qualifier from nashville into the southeastern conference so uh, which you know we didn't know ahead of time talking about how it's organized they didn't they didn't tell you hey if you're doing this qualifier this is the division you'll go to for regionals or the next stages they just randomly assign things the way they see fit or maybe you know oh we have have a few teams over here, but there's not enough to do a regional. We'll switch them and go over here, or do this and that. But you don't know any of it until like a couple of weeks before it actually happens. Um, so it's very unorganized in that sense. So we were like, okay, I guess we're going to Orlando. So we, yeah, we drove down for a weekend and <laughs> we ended that, up, that leads, thing, but <laughs> it's
1: a good experience, right?
2: <laughs> it is. It is. We played one of the, the top schools in the country for their smash program. So yeah, uh, that's really cool. Hey, that kind of leads,
1: leads into my next question which um how were you planning and, and i'm sure this will maybe will happen a little later than it would have but how are you planning to use greenville smart um you know with esports yeah.
2: so there are a lot of facets to what we can do with greenville smarts um, so of course our new esports studio space will be down in the basement we'll be able to um, house additional computers incorporate more players onto our teams um, set up a whole console station down there and really a computer repair stations and programming and graphic or game design stations, kind of anything that students want to do. Um, eventually, I'd love to get some virtual reality incorporated into that because that's going to be the mm. next stage that develops with this. Um, but with using the smart center to host on-site tournaments will be a huge difference here at Greenville. Um, bringing other colleges who we, we already tried you know we sent out some emails this year hey if we host a tournament who is going to be willing um, to come and actually participate in one of these and a lot of schools agree that they they would be more than willing to drive here to participate so getting colleges here but also hosting high school tournaments um, one of the great things right now is that with no governing body there are no rules about what we can do and can't do with high schools. So we can go interact with high schools, help them start programs, bring them to our campus, show them how ours works, host our own high school tournament here where we bring all these different teams together to do things, um, host summer camps in the Smart Center. It'll be a perfect space for that. Yeah. You know, with yeah, a I, rush can't, I, can't, I can't, can't wait it.
1: to see one of our big video screens with... I know no.
2: that'll be great. Yeah, having that. What yeah. What did the the size end up being? Was it sixteen feet on the top floor? Uh, or was it?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's something. I, I I need to figure out exactly what it is. It is huge, yeah. though, and you can easily do you know eight screens up there.
2: Yeah, uh, just or just Have that capability so. will be a, a, amazing for esports.
0: Yeah, I think that's going to be a great. That just that answered several of my next you know things I wanted to talk about with Cam. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
1: sorry for those uh, your no, questions.
0: No, no, no. He just answered a bunch of them. That's
1: what <laughs> oh, okay. to the
0: tournaments, the camps. I did want to talk about the, the space and the lower level. And you mentioned computer repair station. And that was something I was going to bring up outside of this um, to the smart team about um, basically involving students. And maybe, you know, that will develop into a business for them once they leave Greenville. Yeah, it possibly could could. Could these students serve as computer repair for, um, say, tenants of the second floor at the smart center?
2: Were they? Yeah, I mean, if, if they're interested in learning, you know, how the hardware works on a PC, the different parts and, and things like that, I mean, we have, we have the capability to exchange those and, and do different things and repair our own computers uh, and learn some of those skill sets. So having dedicated stations in our studio space where students can just practice and learn, um, will be huge for that, um, and wherever that would take them, whatever that could develop into. Um, but easily, they could definitely do that,
0: and possibly even lead them to be, um, you know, to get some. You basically, be I don't know a, a, a personal repair person for different tenants in our. Oh building. yeah,
1: you can. Yeah, you can yeah. definitely get certif- certifications on that yeah, as well. So
2: cert- yeah, I mean, honestly, that's that's kind of what happened to me. So uh, I was a history of political science major when I you know and I graduated with that degree from Greenville but in 2012 you know we're still just meandering our way out of the last recession and um humanities is not hiring when there's no money so I, I was actually an, a student worker in our IT department for 4 years and that actually landed me my job cuz that was one of the industries that's hiring so I started out in IT work basically because I had worked on that while at Greenville
0: right and then that you know, hey, so
1: because of your so because of your uh, history Major background? Do you tend to enjoy games that are? Set oh my gosh! In yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> civilizations. So, so I play. I play all those what they call RTS, real-time strategy games. Yeah, civilizations, yeah. Age of Empires, the Total War series, uh, any of those. So
1: that's great. That makes
2: sense. <laughs>
0: hey, I want to ask you. Uh, we talked about hosting uh, high school teams. Uh, what do you look for when you recruit students to be on the esports team? I mean is there do they yeah. be, or do they have tryouts
2: so a lot of a lot of universities will um, we we don't have tryouts in the traditional sense. I because of the what gaming is in the gaming scene actually we call it it can be quite toxic is usually the word j- that you'll hear. Gamers because they have nobody telling them what to do, are very mean to each other very mean oh my gosh I yep. mean you'll you'll be online. And you'll be, you know, there might be an eight year old that jumps into a game with you online and he, he's just just telling you like, you're the worst person he's ever seen. You should just like stop playing video games. And like one of them even told me you should just go kill yourself right now. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's like an eight year old. You can't say that. Yeah. And so gaming is, and it's been such what we call a bro culture for so long Um, and we're trying to also incorporate women into it now and our program is co-ed and and so to change that game I want Greenville to do that I don't want the the way esports is conducted to remain the same I want it to change so first and foremost I want I want play players with good uh, communication skills that are adaptable and have good teamwork Uh, your in-game skills are honestly second uh, in our concern list we we want you to be uh, a person that can lead have a servant heart patience is huge and really look at your character more than your actual skill set because we can train you on those video games we can help you develop that skill set but what i can't do right off the bat is is make you a person of character until you've been here for a couple of years
0: right that's important and i you know i wouldn't have even you know thought about that but i have heard from my i have young sons about the the age of yeah and, uh, yeah, my youngest has told me some things that other players have said to him online and it is very, you're right. It was very mean, very harsh. And I was, uh, you know, almost enough to where I, I didn't want him to play.
2: Yeah. And that's a huge concern for parents, right? Is, well, I don't want them to be, you know, opened up to that kind of talk and those attitudes. And I don't want them to hear those things. And, and we're like, okay, well, as an institution as a Christian institution, we want people of character here at Greenville, anyways. So, how can Greenville push into this industry and right. be a force for change rather than just being a part of it?
0: Right. Do,
1: do you think that culture is like that because of the anonymous nature of the playing on the internet? I think
2: there's a lot that has to do with that. Uh, there's no accountability. Um, right you know, I mean, a lot of these games have a report feature in them now where if somebody does harass you, you can report them. Um, but the extent to where these gaming companies actually take any sort of action, I mean, it's so rare. They don't really do much about it. And even in those companies, I mean, you've seen that it's, it's very much a a bro culture still, because these were the gamers that grew up and they went to work in these companies and they're not used to socializing with a lot of other people. And and yeah. different things like that. Plus, so, I think
1: a, i think a lot of people would be shocked at how competitive people are online. Oh my gosh. It's it's, it's as it's it, you know, it's as definitely as competitive as our varsity sports, for sure.
2: Yeah. yeah. And a lot of these video games too, they have, you know, you jump into them, they have a free play option where you just you're just jumping in, you're playing around casually. And then there's also the the ranked competitive side. But people will jump into the casual play and get mad at you for not playing like you're in the ranked and I'm just thinking, well why didn't you go play a ranked match if that's what <laughs> if right. that's what you want? And it's you know, they're just like, well cuz I wanted to join in this one. I was like, oh my gosh, like the attitudes are ridiculous. <laughs>
1: so it sounds like a space where I'm sharing a positive message and being more uplifting, um, oh, there's a huge exactly. potential there.
2: Yeah, exactly. They they really need it and the the way esports is developing too, um I mean the professional level, they they need they need some accountability. Um, they right. will. There are like some of the professional teams will have their players playing eighteen hours a day. Wow! And that's wow. not sustainable at anybody's workspace. Yeah, yeah. I've heard uh-huh. some
1: of the professional teams will actually provide a um, a trainer and also a yeah. chef.
2: Yeah, to, they to do to try to
1: get them to eat right and to get wow. them off of their computers and take a walk, you know, once mm-hmm. a day or something, just to get good habits.
2: Yeah. Uh, and burnout's very real. I mean, there, there are university teams where they have you practicing, you know, three or four hours a day. And then also they, they require you to get 20 hours of outside game time in as well. And you're, you're working almost 40 hours or playing almost 40 hours a week now. So when do you do your homework? When do right. you have time for a job? And, and So are you, know,
1: you so are you having to create systems where to help students, you know, to, you have to check their grades just like a yeah, varsity team checking would their
2: grades. We actually, you know, uh, if we have one of the highest requirements of any of the athletics. So if you drop below a two five, you cannot play. I will not let you, uh, if you hit a 3.0, wow. even you have to meet with me. Wow. Um, because we want to crush that stigma. Um, and if you right. hit a 3.0, you're not in trouble. I just want to make sure that that you're doing what you need to. Cause if you started at a three five and you're dropping, I want to catch you before you drop further. Right. Um, and, and to crush that stigma that gamers don't do their homework and things like that. And in our pilot year, we actually had an average GPA of three, five. So yeah, great. it's, it's doing something. <laughs>
0: That's good for um, students of prospect or parents of prospective students to know that you're looking yeah. out for them as well. Uh, let me ask you this. Are there scholarships available?
2: We do offer Are some you- scholarships. Yeah. Um, from 500 to $2,000. So you That's need to get nice. your boys looking at
1: that, Elaine.
0: I know. Yeah. <laughs> how do uh, I, yeah? How do you go about applying for that? Do you just go through admissions? Do you? Uh, yeah, so
2: is- you fill out the basic application when you apply. There's an option for esports, of course, on the application. So if you select that, uh, it'll put you in my queue, so I can reach out to you, uh, and we'll begin to talk through what games you're playing. You know what what skill sets you have. I actually enjoy jumping into a video game with a recruit so I can communicate with you and get a feel for how you play and who you are as a person, um, some things like that. And I can do that, of course, right now during this time. That's why I say digital communication is, is something we're used to because I can play video games with anybody around the world. And so I can get a feel for who that person is without actually having to go meet them face-to-face.
0: That's great. You know um I've been talking with some people about you know what we're going through right now with the shutdown and the stay home order mm-hmm. and um you know this is, for some people this is isolation for others it's it's almost business as usual they work online play mm-hmm. online and in some ways people are saying maybe this you know we've been complaining about people being online and and I almost hate to say this but being disconnected but the disconnection almost prepared us for Now,
2: oh, it totally didn't. And I think, uh, you know, I was watching the news and it was James Corden who said this. Um, it's not, we should stop calling it social distancing and just call it physical distancing because we still have the ability to be social,
0: right? Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. I want to ask you one more question about esports in general, and uh, but it goes into you're talking about professional teams. How does one become a professional esport athlete? How does that happen?
2: Yeah. So there are multiple avenues at this point. Um but one of the things we want to stress is now that it has picked up in the university scene, it will develop a structure like other sports. You you play at the university level, then you get drafted to a professional team. Right now you can go to a university, you cannot, you can just play the video game and be you know, one of the top players and those teams will look at you and try to recruit you without you having to go to college, but that's only going to last another year or two. Uh, It's not sustainable. Now that universities are picking it up and there's a, you know, collegiate competitive scene, they're going to want those players who they know have been parts of a team that have, you know, a degree as well and have done things to further their organizations more than just play the game because a lot of professional teams are burning their players out by 25
0: Wow. And do they have uh, team owners? How does it, is it, you know, like baseball and, and football, basketball, do they have team owners? And then I guess they're, they're
2: yeah. Um, and if, if, yeah, if you're not following the esports scene, you, you may not know a lot of this, but uh, again, it's, it's game oriented. So I, I always say it's kind of like track. If you know how track works, you have all the different events, right? So you have all those runners on your teams that compete in the different events. Esports is like that. We have all these different games and we have players for each game. Now the professional scene will develop teams for a specific game. So um, Overwatch or League of Legends will have their own professional scene completely separate from each other. And like Overwatch is now on ESPN. The Overwatch League is, is huge and global and they have a deal there. So they show their matches on ESPN. Uh, but we there's teams and they're their own like any any other professional teams so like you have teams in dallas and san francisco and houston and philadelphia shanghai and london uh south korea and they actually all play each other so even more than some of our professional sports scenes where each nation kind of has their own league Mm -hmm. these esports leagues now cross national boundaries
0: yeah i guess it's it's easier for them of course Yeah.
2: yeah And because it's so new, there hasn't been the regulations put in place that say, well, in the United States, this is how we do things. And these are our rules. So, like, the league can only play here in the United States based on that rule set or the Premier League in England for soccer or different things like that. Esports, again, doesn't have those regulations because even the, the governments have not been able to, to regulate them.
0: Wow. Uh, it's a whole new world, isn't it? It really is.
2: I mean, it is. So, you know, thinking in the last six years and how this has exploded, I mean, there's no telling in the next five what is going to happen uh, here in St. Louis, of course. And I think it's 2022 where that MLS team is coming.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um,
2: so they're building a brand new stadium. There's going wow. to be a wing of that stadium dedicated to an esports space.
0: Oh, I did not wow. know that.
2: That's yeah. Great. Yeah. So it's in their plans. Uh, so it's, I mean, it's coming to St. Louis. So
0: that's pretty cool. Hey, let me ask you a question. When you first, what was the first game that got you into gaming?
2: Oregon trail.
0: Oregon. <laughs> oh,
2: Oregon. Yeah. The- no, no kidding. Uh, uh, so perfect. I, when, growing up my, uh, I mean, I was, I was little at this point, but my parents wouldn't let me have a, a gaming console, like an Xbox or PlayStation or those things or Nintendo. Um, so what we did was we had a family computer and our first one was an old DOS machine. So, you know, obviously everything on the screen was just yellow. Right. And we had the big eight inch floppy disk of Oregon trail and the computer sat in our garage. And so I would go and stick that thing in flip the switch down, hit that power button. And the little did do would pop up on the screen and I would take my, wow. you know, my wagon to Oregon. And that's, that's, that's the first video game I remember playing. Um, but then we, you know, we got a new computer and we got different video games and we would just always continue on that trend. And um, then we, we got knew that game you'd games.
1: end up being a coach.
0: I know. Yeah. If your parents yeah. had <laughs> known that, they would have let you have that game Oh,
2: Right. Isn't that funny? Oh. Oh. So.
0: That's pretty amazing. I mean, when I, I'm, I'm going to toot my own horn here. Deloitte probably knows where I'm going with this. Do you oh, I
2: know?
0: <laughs> Do you know? I brag Maybe. about this all the time. It's my one <laughs> thing. <laughs> That I drive my kids crazy. So when I was, uh, this is dating uh, me, but 14, I guess, 13, we got the Atari. And the Atari was...
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, you were cool.
0: (laughs) I don't want to, I do want to toot my own horn because this is my only claim to fame. I was the 1982 Asteroids champion in Northampton, Missouri.
2: (laughs) Hey, Uh, all right. I'm going to need to
1: see some documentation.
0: Hey, I want a gift certificate in everything Deloy. It was awesome. To what? You know, to Walmart. It was at the Walmart and oh, nice. it was against about 10, 15-year-old boys and I was 14 oh. and <laughs> laughed at me and that was all I needed to kick some butt
2: just wow. to be there. There you go. Wow, That's we the, need to actually, have a tournament. We, we need we need women like that to be a part of our team now.
0: I know. I need some, I should have had daughters and get them um, <laughs>
2: Maybe
1: that should be the, maybe that should be our first tournament up at the on the third floor.
2: And there you yeah, go. We'll go. We'll go find a bunch of Ataris.
0: <laughs> I don't quite have my, my muscle strength up on my, my right thumb anymore, but you know, I can, I, I, I can, train. I can train. Hey, let me ask you that. Are there women on your esports team?
2: Yeah. The, we have um, women that are on our super smash team. Um, and we have a couple that do some streaming for us as well. Um, and that's, I mean, that's just a huge part of, of our program is really not only, you know, co-ed, but diversity. We have yeah. one of the most diverse populations you will see because it's, it's a little microcosm of what campus is. So we have international students. We have, you know, men and women on our team, people from all different backgrounds, urban and rural and uh, athletes and non-athletes. And it's, it's one of those things that, that brings multiple people together around, you know, something they all love.
0: It really does. I've noticed that, um, yeah, it doesn't matter if they've got, they've got a common interest, of course. That's what always brings people together. And um, Yeah. Probably uh, even though hey, they're Jay. Yeah.
1: Oh, sorry. Um, no. How can we, how can we find you on Twitch?
2: On Twitch. So if you have twitch.tv uh, forward slash Greenville Univ.
1: Excellent. Everybody should check that out.
2: Yeah, uh, I do. I do my streams while everybody's at home. I've taken up the, the cause of streaming as you know, a couple times a week. So I do mine <laughs> on Tuesdays and Thursdays at seven 30. We're getting uh, several of our other students who have the capabilities at home to do streaming as well to, to hop on and do some different days um, to connect and just provide some entertainment for people.
0: I, I have one more question regarding um, the sport and, and as it is with the school. Yeah. So uh, football, baseball, basketball, they all have a season. Is there an esports
2: season? It, it kind of is year round. Um, but we we are implementing a season. So there are tournaments, and for the same game, there's going to be a fall and a spring tournament. But if you are on a, a squad for, like, Overwatch or League of Legends or Rainbow Six, you will only be in season in a tournament one semester. So instituting a mandatory offseason so that way you can actually – take a 21 credit semester plan your courses you know know that you're going to have you're going to have extra time to get a campus job one semester Uh, because no no sport like you said they all have season we need an off season in esports it does not need to be year-round you need a break Um, right so instituting that ourselves again creating our own kind of structure uh, is is really what we're doing
1: that sounds healthy
0: yeah i think so too so it's, it's, it's exciting. You're, you're basically on the, the ground floor of this, this new sport, you're a pioneer. You're, yeah, you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're carving your own Oregon trail. And,
1: yeah,
0: um, yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, and we can see this growing and growing. So that's exciting for, uh, you know, our students now, but also exciting for our future students. And um, yeah,
2: most definitely.
0: It'd be Great to get them out to some of our camps that we're talking about having at the smart center um, and great just to invite mm-hmm. them to, uh, to visit with you and the team.
2: So. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, you can reach out to us You know, on social um, or you can, if, if you are an alumni of the school uh, and do enjoy playing some video games, we use an app called Discord uh, and you actually, we have an alumni channel in there. We also have a staff and faculty channel if even staff or faculty are interested in finding people to game with, but you can communicate and, and organize some gaming events or just matches uh with anybody in our channel
0: that's pretty exciting that's great well i want to thank you for joining us today yeah
2: no oh, thanks for having me
0: i think we learned a lot right Deloy?
1: oh yeah lots yeah. of great information i think we could yeah. just keep going I think hours
0: we could, could talk to you all day bj i'm
2: pretty <laughs> sure <laughs> that's all right with me
0: <laughs> but uh, we will let you go, cause uh, well, you have got stuff to do that you can actually do online. And, uh, I know, right? <laughs> which is awesome. Oh, are there sp- are there sponsors for your team? Are you looking for sponsors? Does
2: we, we you know can always use more sponsors? Uh, we do have some. Um, we have our computers. Our Gravity Gaming is our sponsor for those. We have uh, Persona.io um and they will be our our jersey sponsors for now as well as you know some exciting things in the future um mountain dew game fuel as well as our newest one is solar bat sunglasses uh they are a a company uh has introduced they do sunglasses but they've introduced a line of gaming glasses with blue light filters so you can you know, protect your eyes a little more as you're staring at screens for hours on end. And so what I said, I have them in my normal glasses I wear and I can, you know, vouch for that. They definitely help. Um, But they are uh, our newest sponsor. And and so we do have, uh, yeah, quite a few, but we're always looking for more in sponsors that have maybe something unique that they can offer our program.
0: That's, that's great. That's great to know. And so sponsors, yep. uh, Get in touch with BJ. And sponsor that team. We love it because we're going to have an exciting place for them to hold tournaments and you want to get your name out there and maybe sponsor a tournament at, at the Smart Center. I think that would be awesome.
2: Yeah, and
0: sure. uh, yeah, so thanks again. Thank you, BJ. Thank you, Deloy, as always. And uh, just thank you for watching and tuning in and listening. I think we're going to go all audio on this one. I'm not sure we've been mixing it up. Wait, right, Deloy?
1: Yes, yes. Okay. I think just audio on this one. <laughs>
0: Okay. Well, I'm, I'm on board with just audio, so that's okay with me.
1: By the way, you look great today.
0: Oh, well, thank you. I got out of the house. Uh, <laughs> Good for you. And like I said, um, sponsors for the Greenville Smart Podcast are Greenville University and the Greenville Chamber of Commerce. We look forward to talking to more of our guests. And uh, yeah, give BJ a shout out and go Greenville Esports.
2: There you
0: yes. go. Woo. <laughs> Take care.